Amen. Father, we want to thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you, eternal rock of ages, for your goodness to us. And we thank you, Lord, for your mercies that we continue to enjoy. And they are new every morning. Great indeed is your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for this day, the very first day in the month of February. Father, we are grateful and thankful for seeing us through January and bringing us into this month. And we thank you, Lord, because we come into this month victorious. Victorious because you are God Almighty and because you are always in control. And because you are in control, Father, you have assured us that all is well. Lord, as we study from your word this evening, I just pray, Father, that you minister to us. And I pray, Lord, that, Father, you would use your word to calm our spirits, our minds, as we go into this month. Whatever our situation or circumstances, I just pray, Lord, that you would reach out to us. I pray, Lord, that you help me to be able to present your word clearly and as simply as I possibly can under your leading in the name of Jesus. Thank you, eternal rock of ages, and to you be all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Our theme for this month is God Almighty in control. Amen? God Almighty in God Almighty in control. And our theme text is taken from Psalm 46, verse 10. And this evening, I will be sharing thoughts with us on God Almighty. And I want us to quickly turn our Bibles to Psalm 46. I'll read the whole of that chapter. It's a very short one anyway, just 11 verses. I'll read from two versions of the Bible, NIV, and then I'll read from the contemporary English version. I just want to call our attention to something, particularly in the contemporary English version. Are we there? Okay. Psalm 46, verse 1. It says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its water roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose stream 
make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He leaves his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord. The desolation he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me just read for now. Let me read verse 10 of Psalm 46 from the contemporary English version. It says this. It says, Our God says, Calm down and learn that I am God. All nations on earth will honor me. Calm down and learn that I am God. All nations on earth will honor me. You know, as I reflect over the current state of our nation, and then I also think of the coming events of this month, particularly the elections. You know, repeatedly I am confronted with God's word, reminding me to learn that he is God Almighty and that he, God Almighty, is in control. And because he is in control, he says to me that I should calm down. You know, when I, I've been studying um, Psalm 46, and I've looked at that passage of scripture across multiple versions of the Bible. But you know, I, I just fell in love with the contemporary English version. You know, and, 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 and it just says, calm down. You know, the use of that word is so contemporary, calm down. You know, most of the other versions will say, be still. Be still. It's like, just wait. Stand still. But you know, this one says, calm down. 
I'm sure some younger people will say chill. I was reading a commentary and the commentary used the word relax. Now, how do you get people to relax under particularly our current situation? We've been queuing for fuel for God knows how long now. And people have to wake up at night to go and queue up in filling stations. And people have been queuing for their voters' card. Some will have to skip work so that they can queue. Some time ago, I was telling, I was sharing with, I can't remember, maybe the pastors, and I was saying only God knows the next thing we'll be queuing for. Little did I know that we'll soon be queuing for, for cash. I pray we don't have to queue for something else. But for all you care, we're also queuing for electricity. <laughs> because even in VGC, we queue for electricity. They give it to you for some hours, and then it goes. Then you are waiting for another, right? So in the midst of all of this, and then the elections are coming, and people are wondering, so what's going to happen? And I'm sure it's the same with all of you. And that is even at the national level. Perhaps even at personal level, some of us are agitated for one reason or the other. Perhaps you have a family issue that is getting you agitated. And as we look at Psalm 46, and you look at the circumstances around that psalm, happens to be one of the psalms of the sons of Korah. And the circumstances around that particular psalm, it starts by talking about Jerusalem, Zion. But again, as you look at that psalm, it just goes, it goes down and it speaks even to your own personal situation. It speaks to the city and then it speaks to your personal situation. And just like this speaks to our nation today, it also speaks to our personal situation. I don't know what situation you face, but when God says, calm down, do you still remain agitated? When God says, calm down, what do you do? Eh? You calm down. And when God says, when God Almighty reminds you that, look, I'm in control, so calm down. So you calm down. But, but you know, as I was thinking over this session, my mind just went back to the times that I walked into an, an aircraft. Many times I walk into a plane, you never get to see the pilot. Once in, sometimes they will speak to you, but most, more often than not, they don't even talk to you before the flight takes off. So it's somewhere mid-air that they talk to you. It's too late to change your mind. Eh? 
So even if you are not comfortable with the pilot, can you change your mind at that, time, at that stage? But many of us walk into that plane, you don't even know who is in the cockpit. You don't even know who is in control. And then you just land, you quickly get your seat, you tuck in your bags up, you get your blanket if it's a long trip, a long flight, get things in place. Some will start tuning to see which film they would watch. And, and they are relaxed. It could be a monkey in the cockpit. But you see, they are relaxed. What gives us that level of comfort? And for many of us, when God Almighty tells us, calm down, we're still agitated. When he says, look, I'm in control, relax. We can't relax. Can you connect to what I'm saying? Even when, you know, momentarily, then later you begin to, by your actions, then you join the complaining gang. Then you see something come up on WhatsApp. Then, you know, it's all over again. But this month, I just really want us to take this to heart. That God Almighty is in control. He says, calm down and learn that I am God. You know, that God says that you should calm down and learn. NIV says, and know. The process of knowing is also to discover. But he says, be still. Don't be agitated. And know that I am what? I'm God. And that's what I really want to share with us. And that's what the Lord is laying on my heart that, look, that his people should know that he is God Almighty. And that they should, they should know that he is in control. And he's telling them that they should calm down. They should relax. I pray that the Lord will help us. Perhaps if we are reminded again about who God is. And that's why if you look at the, 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 the Hebrew reference here uh, in um, Psalm 46, it refers to God Almighty. You know, the same name used for God in Genesis chapter 1. That is Elohim. And he says in, in verse 7 of, of Psalm 46, he says, The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. 
is our fortress. And the, the God used in Genesis chapter 1 is the God of creator, of creation. God the creator. It describes his divinity, his power, and the fact that he's an object of worship. And the Elohim used emphasizes God's power as the creator of the universe. But the one that holds me captive is the fact that this is also the one that describes the God who creates out of nothing. He creates out of nothing as God. Elohim. As God Almighty. He's the one that says to you, be still and know that I am God. And I've tried to follow this be still. Anywhere God says be still, just know that he's about to do some extraordinary thing. Later, I'll look at a case study, if time allows us. And you see that, look, even there too, he told the children of Israel, he said, look, be still. And men, what they saw thereafter, they never imagined or expected. And that is the God that we're serving. I pray that the Lord will surprise us too. As he says to us that we should be still or that we should calm down and learn that he is God. I have no doubts that God is going to surprise us. That God is about to do extraordinary things. The God Almighty that we're talking about here is the proprietary owner of all creation. You know, he holds the proprietary rights to the entire creation. Proprietary right is a legal word. And it means that, look, he is, is the highest is the highest title that you can have over something, over land, over whatever. Proprietary is a superior title. Because someone can have possessory right without necessarily having proprietary right. So your possessory right is for a period. But the proprietary right goes on. A close example to it will probably be if you are a tenant and then the owner of the property takes you in as a tenant and says that, look, you can have the use of this house for, say, one year. Does that make you the owner? Eh? No. Because the owner, the landlord, 
retains the proprietary rights to that property. So, the God Almighty that we're talking about holds the proprietary rights to all of creation. And at best, you and I may hold possessory rights, and that's why we're referred to as stewards. So he holds proprietary rights. And that's essentially what Psalm 24 verse 1 says. It says, the earth is the Lord's, and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. So even you, who owns you? God. God. That's the almighty God that we're talking about. And that this God is all-powerful. He's all-powerful. Verse 7 of Psalm 46 uses the word, the Lord all-powerful, in the contemporary English version. It says, the Lord all-powerful is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. All-powerful. The Lord is, 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 is mighty at war, at peace. You don't want to see when God is at war. It's, it's frightening. But God is all-powerful. The Lord of hosts. They refer to him as the Lord of hosts. Almighty is a traditional translation of hosts. The Lord is strong and mighty in battle. Psalm 24 verse 8 tells us that. The Lord is the head of heavenly armies. Psalm 68, 17 and Deuteronomy 33 verse 2. And then the second rendition of the phrase almighty is also used in Psalm 68 verse 14 and Psalm 90, 91 verse 1. And also some references in Job. And in those instances and passages, the Lord is also referred to as almighty. Almighty here, slightly distinct from what we are familiar with in Genesis chapter 1. But I don't want us to get into all the technicalities of the Hebrew word used here or there. But I just want us to connect to the central message here. That we're dealing with God Almighty. And is the all-powerful God. This same God, when he revealed himself to Abraham, he revealed himself to Abraham as God Almighty. We we'll see that in Genesis 17 verse 1 and in chapter 21, 28 as well. And again, we we'll see it when in Exodus, in his engagement with Moses, in his engagement with Moses, you know, in revealing himself to Moses, it's like God was introducing himself to Moses. And in Exodus 6, Verses 2 and 3, as if he was introducing himself, God also said to Moses, he said, look, 
I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. As God Almighty. Then he goes on to say, but my name, the Lord, I did not make myself fully known to them. Against the backdrop of all that we have said, just trying to help us to be able to connect to this God Almighty. I just want to bring out a few reflections for us. I want you to think about his power. God's power in creating the heavens and the earth out of absolutely nothing. You know, there was a time that Reverend Dr. Aliu took time to explain to us the galaxy and he talked about the multiple planets and the fact that, you know, he just reminded us that, look, we just occupy a little segment of this whole huge creation of God. And the fact that all of this creation came from him and only by the word of his mouth. He created out of nothing. And I think it's important for us to, you know, as we move around, let's move around with this consciousness. Because, you know, sometimes we can become so familiar with God. You know? And, you know, you deal with him as if I'm dealing with his Asholaya. But we miss the point. Yes, he wants us to relate closely with him. He wants that bridge so that he can relate with us. But he does not change who he is. And we must not forget who he is so that we can attach the right kind of value to his words. I pray that the Lord will help us. His power in creating the heavens and the earth out of absolutely nothing. I also want you and I to reflect on the fact that God has not only created you, but he made you in his own image. Do we really take time to reflect and think about this? That God did not simply create us, but that he created us in his image. What does that mean? What are the implications of that? I want us to reflect on this. Do we have the tendency to forget that every human life, including your own, is sacred because you are God's creation and that you are created in the image of God? Do we recognize the value of the person 
do we recognize the value of the other person? Because that person is a creation of God. And that that person is also created in God's image. I want us to reflect on this. Can we renew our sense of wonder and gratitude for the things God Almighty has made? I want us to reflect on all of this. As I move to the second segment of our session together this evening, as I look at God Almighty, our protector and our helper, this will help me to zero in on Psalm 46 itself. And I'll just go through it. God Almighty as our protector and helper. The first segment was to look at God Almighty, trying to help us to picture God Almighty so that we can connect to who he is and who he says he is. And then that God Almighty now says he's your protector and he's your helper. He is a protector and helper of Nigeria at the national level. He is a protector and helper of his church, the body of Christ, of our local church, of your family, and of you as an individual. When you have God Almighty as your protector and helper, I'm sure you know you, you should walk more confidently. Your walk should be surer. Because you have God Almighty as your protector and helper. And we need to remind ourselves. We need to be sure of this. So that we don't just keep fretting at every turn. I pray that the Lord will help us. So as we look at Psalm 46, you see that Look, Psalm 46 can be conveniently split into three core areas. You know, that is God's protection. As you look at verses 1 to 3 and verse 7, you would see God's protection all play out. And then from verses 4 to 5, you would see to 6, you would see God's presence. And then God's peace. From 8 through to 10. God's peace. So we'll look at God's protection. God's presence. And then God's peace. Because God's protection provides reassurance in a tumultuous world. And I think that, that, that best describes our situation today. Our situation today is tumultuous. The amount of chaos that you see around. 
But even in the midst of this, God reassures us that he is our protector. That he protects us. And that's why he starts, you know, Psalm 46 starts in verse 1 by saying, God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble. An ever-present help in trouble. God is our refuge. And when, when, when they say refuge, you know, it pictures a shelter from danger, indicating that God is our security in the storms of life. Is our security. So our security is not in our ability. It's not in our possessions. It's not in how much money you have. It's not in how much you've been able to fortify yourself. But your security comes from God. The futility of life and material possession is the fact that you'll be amazed how quickly these things can go. But when your security comes from God Almighty, then indeed you are fortified. When you allow God to be your refuge and your strength, then you are fully secured. I pray that the Lord will help us so that we recognize the source of our security. Because there are many people who are Christians, even born-again Christians, are busy looking for other forms of security and trying to, to merge multiple sources of security. They miss it. Because your security can only be in God. And you can't miss it with any other thing. You can't start telling somebody in the village, whether your mom or your dad or your uncle or somebody, yeah, please check something for me. You are making a grievous mistake because you are compromising your stand and relationship with God. And you compromise your security when you begin to go to the devil through one form or the other to guarantee your security. The devil will mess you up thoroughly. Our security as Christians, as born-again Christians, come from who? God Almighty. God Almighty is our protector and our helper and is the source of our security. And let's not make any mistakes about this. Don't try to, to mix this with any other thing. You cannot be a Christian committed to God. And then you are messing around with the devil. Whether through proxy or otherwise. Don't try it. Don't try it. God is more than able. Both to secure, to protect and to help you. The devil can only mess around with you. It's all a game of deceit. 
the moment you begin to look at other sources for your security, you are compromised. You make yourself vulnerable. And you, it's only a matter of time you get into trouble. Because this is, it never changes. The devil comes to steal. Eh? Yeah. He comes to, 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 to destroy and ultimately to kill. It, it doesn't change. He may change the appearance for you, but it's all a deceit. So brethren, if you are in Christ, be in Christ fully, be focused, and know that yes, God Almighty is your protector and your help. He's your refuge and your strength. He's your strength, and this refers to his might. He has all the might. And when God has to battle your foes, man, he brings his strength. And that's why with God, victory is always guaranteed. He never loses a battle. Amen? Strength also connotes his energy that works powerfully in us, enabling us to overcome obstacles in life. Colossians 1.29 And then as we progress and you move into verses 2 and 3 of Psalm 46, you know, it, it, it tells us of how with God fear is displaced. It says, therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. We will not fear. Say, I will not fear. I will not fear. Oh, no fear. Because we come under the protective cover of God Almighty. And verse 7 quickly reminds us that the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Our fortress. You know, when you hear fortress, fortress is, is a place that cannot be penetrated. So when you go into it, nobody can penetrate it. And when God is your fortress, it means that, you know, they cannot penetrate God to reach you. Amen? Amen? So when you are faced with a situation and you are wondering, you are, you know, and fear is coming, just speak to that situation and speak to the devil. And say, God is your what? Is your fortress. Praise the Lord. Yes. Yes. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. 
The Lord all-powerful is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let's quickly look at the components of his protection. The power and ability to face the uncertainties and adversities of life are found in God. The power and the ability to face the uncertainties and adversaries, adversities of life are found in this God Almighty. And God desires to be near his people with help and comfort. So on one hand, we need it. On the other hand, God is so desirous of making it available to us. So, you know, in economics, they talk about the demand and supply. And two of them are meeting. Brother, am I correct? Yeah? So, you, you know, the demand is coming from us. And God who supplies says, look, I'm ready. He's desirous of making this thing available to us. So they meet. The beauty of it is, whereas in economics, when those two things meet, then they begin to think of price. But here the Lord is offering it to us at no cost to us. Amen. I pray that the Lord will help us so that we'll connect to this and live our lives daily, conscious of this. So we don't drift. So that people can see us and say, ah, why are you different? This thing that is worrying everybody, why are you different? So that you have the opportunity of telling them what is making the difference in you. But when they say their own and you join them, there will be no, no difference. Then you have lost the opportunity of witness. That's why, you know, these days I caution myself. When I see some things on WhatsApp, I say, Peter, don't forward any of this nonsense. So. You know, the temptation sometimes, the moment you are seeing you, you, too, you, know, you start spreading nonsense. And people begin to see you like that. And then you, 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 you join them in spreading fear. Instead of looking for the word of God that you spread, that will give them confidence. And tell them that, look, if they are in Christ, things will be different for them. I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So fear goes. God is our fortress. This component, God desires to be near his people and to help us and comfort us. God is readily available. And that's another thing. God's ready availability. You know, and, and that, that, that verse says, an ever-present help in trouble. God is available to his people and wants us to call on him for help in any time of need. Any time. Any time. We should not hesitate. He is available. He is available. He is available. And, and I, you know, I like this. He is sufficient for any situation. 
and never leaves our side. Thus, we need not fear. He is sufficient. You know, he is what? Sufficient. He is sufficient. So you don't need to go and look for other things to add to God. You don't need any other thing to add to God's protection. Don't go to anybody and say, ah, they should give you protection. No. He is sufficient for any situation and never leaves our side. So we don't need to fear. And then the next is God's presence. From verses 4 through to 6, we would see the manifestation of his presence. You know, verse 3 talks about the troublance of ocean, the roaring of ocean. And then he takes us to verse 4, and he talks about the river that flows peacefully with a calming effect. It talks about the river that flows. In Jerusalem, you don't have this river, so this is um, just symbolic. Symbolic of the river that flows from the Lord, the living water. And it says there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. So God's river is the continual flow of his grace, his glory, and his power in the midst of his faithful people. It flows. And this pure life-giving river flows from God the Father. Jeremiah 2.13 reassures us that. And then flows from God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. It flows from the throne of God and constantly refreshes believers. John 4, 13 and 14. Our Lord Jesus Christ alluded to that. And John 7, 38 talks about the river. You know, uses the imagery of a river that flows. And then it says the streams of living waters or rivers will also flow from us, from within us. That's God's presence. The calming impact of God's presence. The Lord Almighty is with us. And then in verse 5, it says, God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. You know, he zeroes into Zion, Jerusalem, and says God is within Jerusalem. So Jerusalem will not fall. No matter the amount of enemies that are mounted around it. And he says God will help her at the break of day. In those ancient days, typically the enemies will attack during the day. And this verse is saying that God will help her 
at break of day. And the assurance for us as believers and how this relates to us as believers is that even during the most dangerous times, the Lord will protect the place where his name dwells. The Lord will protect his own. Even at dangerous times, the Lord will protect his own. The Lord will protect and stand by us. His presence around us guarantees that he is our shield. And then we move to verse 6. And verse 6 says, Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. God's power is on display. With even a simple raised voice, nations are rebuked. The earth melts. This reminds us of the power of God's word. Even at creation, we saw it. The power of his word. When the Lord speaks, things happen. When the Lord speaks, things happen. My prayer this evening is whatever the situation in your life that is posing a challenge to you, I pray that the Lord will speak his word into your situation. I pray that the Lord will speak his word into our situation as a nation. There is power, power, wonder-walking power, blood of the Lamb. We can also put in that place the blood. There is power, wonder-walking power in the word of the Lord. There is power in the word of the Lord. wonder walking power in the word of the Lord what situation confronts you today let us pray that the Lord will speak to that situation his voice will change that situation in the name of Jesus God's peace God's peace God's peace deserves worship and praise throughout the world. And verse 8 says, Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolation he has brought on the earth. The contemporary version says, Come, see the fearsome things the Lord has done on earth. Come and see is an invitation to learn of his might. Come and see. It's like the Lord is inviting us to come and learn of his might. Israel saw the Lord's 
glorious walk in the wilderness. Glorious walk in the wilderness. The wicked who have no concern for God are left desolate. But Israel saw the glorious works of the Lord. I pray by his grace that we will see the glorious works of the Lord. In Jesus' name. God's peace. God's peace. And then verse 9 says, God brings war to an end all over the world. He breaks the arrows, shatters the spear, and burns the shield. My prayer is that in Nigeria, all the wars that we face, whether from bandits or from Boko Haram, that the Lord will bring them all to an end. In the name of Jesus. That the Lord will break the guns and shatter all the instruments of war and burn them all in Jesus' name. And then we land in verse 10 that says, Our God says, Come down and learn that I am God. I am God. All nations on earth will honor me. He says in the New International Version, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. Calm down. Calm down. I like that calm down. You know? One commentary used the, used, you know, used the word relax. Do you know that there are some people who cannot relax? Can't can relax. I once met a young guy. Then, you know, maybe in his 40s. But he was extremely rich. The day I met him, he told me, he told us, because we were about three of us who went to see him. And he said, look, his head has been pounding for like three days. And I just looked at him. And I pitied him. So much money. But he cannot do what? He can't relax. He cannot calm down. <laughs> I pray that that will not be a portion in Jesus' name. Calm down. This is the reassurance that the Lord is our fortress and that he is in our midst and that the Lord will do what he has promised to do. Isaiah 45 verse 3 and Isaiah 49 verse 23. The Lord will keep his promises. It also affirms that God will be exalted. I pray that the Lord will be exalted in our lives. That in our nation, that the Lord will be exalted.
but as also part of the process, he will judge the nations and he will rescue his people. And finally, God Almighty is in control. He's in control. As he ends Psalm 46 in verse 11, he reminds us again, just like in verse 7, that he remains firmly in control. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Is our fortress. Is our fortress. In him we are fully shielded. He remains in control. Nothing breaks it. Nothing breaks it. And when God is in control, he does extraordinary things. In Exodus 14, let me just turn to Exodus 14. I, I like reading that account. But you see, in Exodus 14, in verse 14, he says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. You need only be still. And that was Moses talking to the people. From verse 13, he says, Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. You need only to be still. And then the Lord goes on. In verse 15, he says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Rise, raise your staff, and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them and I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. When I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. You know the rest of that story. The Egyptians you see today, you will see no more. By the grace of God, the Egyptians that we see today as a nation, all the things that confront us, by his grace, we will see no more. The Lord will walk his deliverance in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Any questions, comments, contributions? Yes. Thank you, sir. Um, yes. I just want to ask, 
concerning the security, our security as believers. Sometimes you find men of God and they are going about with armed men. In some cases, when you go to, or when you uh, see them, um, the retinue of armed men can almost fall you down. And um, you just wonder, does it mean that you know, they don't trust God's security or they have any immunity to have all these people around them. Just want to. Well, I, I can't speak for, for them, but I also know men of God who go without any security. Who just go and the Lord shields them. The Lord protects them. So, I can't speak for them. But I do know that, look, if they put their trust in God and also say that, look, my security is in God, I know that the Lord will honor his word. I have no doubts about that. But I can't speak for them. So just as you have some men of God who do that, you also have many men of God who drive and move on their own. And I'm sure you know many too. Who move like that without any? Yeah. 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 standing here. When he was going to the toilet, they followed him to the toilet. He was so ridiculous. <laughs> he had his own usher. Some were standing here. Some were standing here. He was preaching. He wanted to go to the toilet. They followed him to the toilet. Some of them do it just for, for sure. And this is what brought it. What I brought our faith to the way it is today. That we've done people ridiculous. But if people have faith. Even our former, most of our Jews, they move around, in most cases, they move around alone. When Reverend Medway, the last time he was here, he came with only his PA in a saloon car, he came alone. You remember? Sometimes Reverend Badojo would even drive himself then. You know? And sometimes, again, for some of these people, you know, people around them create all the fun fair for them. I've also discovered that, you know, sometimes leaders can become hostage. If you are not careful, you know, the people around you, they make you a hostage. They decide what you do, what you say, how you live your life. So, except you are careful and you make your stance clear, they just take you on gradually and they structure things around you before you know what's happening. I'm not making excuses for anybody, I'm just trying to tell you that, look, these are some of the... So... I don't know if that answers your question. Any other question or comments? Any other question? Okay, can we rise and pray?
I want us to talk to God. I don't know what situation confronts you. I don't know what your challenges are. I don't know what fears you live under. But I want you to begin to speak to your situation this evening. And I want you to begin to speak to your fears. As you reflect over our team for this month, that God Almighty is in control. I want you to speak to that situation. I want you to speak to that fear. And I want you to begin to declare that God Almighty is your protector. That God Almighty, His presence is around you. And that He's your peace. And that God Almighty assures you that He's in control of your affairs and the things around you. And the affairs of this nation, that God has them under His control. And the Lord says, calm down. Let's also begin to pray. Anytime God says, be still, then we must be, you know, we must have expectations. Because something extraordinary is about to happen. Just like he moved in the case of the people of Israel, confronted with the sea in front, and the army of Pharaoh behind, they had nowhere to go. But the Lord God Almighty made a way through the sea for them. That the Lord will make a way for us in Nigeria in the name of Jesus. Let's begin to speak to our situation. Let's begin to pray for our country. And speak into your situation. Speak to your fears. Father, we want to thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, for the reassurance that you, God Almighty, are in control. And you instruct us that we be still, that we calm down, that we relax and learn that you are God and that you are in control. It's a command. It's an instruction that you have given to us so that we don't get agitated. Help us, Lord, to respond to you in obedience. Let's make it our lifestyle to know that, yes, you are there to protect us. Your presence is there to guarantee a shield around us. And your peace that passeth all understanding is guaranteed for us. And Lord, as you instruct us to be still and to calm down, even concerning our country, Nigeria, our eyes are on you. And we know that, Father, when you say we should calm down, you are at work. You are at work. 
and you will do extraordinary things like you did for the for your children on their way out of egypt father the situation that confronts us as a nation is precarious but lord we take heed to your word that says we should come down and learn that you god almighty you are in control thank you father thank you eternal rock of ages thank you lord god almighty we thank you lord help us father help us lord to live in this consciousness help us lord to make it a lifestyle knowing that you god almighty are always in control you desire to be our protector and our helper thank you father glory be unto your name in jesus name we have prayed amen amen thank you please be seated <clears throat>